Always Evolving is brought to you by Cast Centers, which is a company and organization very close to me. I founded Cast Centers over 17 years ago. We provide the best evidence-based practices for therapy, mental health, addiction, Anytime you're struggling or you have a loved one who is struggling, make sure you go to our website at www.castcenters.com, C-A-S-T, centers.com. Give us a call. We're here to help. We'll help you with a free assessment, and let's get your mental health on track. I'm back in Los Angeles, and I have a voice. If you just are joining this podcast, you won't know who Tony Durex is. But if you've been listening for a while, you know exactly who Tony Durex is. His real name is Tony. Can I say your last name? <laughs> Durex. Okay, Durex. <laughs> it's probably better, so, so no one knows how to track you down. But uh, I mentioned last week with the podcast with Mike Coach Quads that I was... Uh, heading to a jiu-jitsu tournament and Tony came out to film me and let me tell you I did not expect what happened to me emotionally you didn't expect it hell no I and let me explain we all travel out there my professor Caesar joins us as well and it was a good trip we were comfortable, we all traveled together, we landed, we went to Cheesecake Factory straight from the airport. I was, of course, watching what I ate a little bit. And I started getting this anxiety, mm. anxiety that, and I don't even know what the, usually anxiety comes from some form of fear, but I just felt anxious. And then I went to dinner with my dad and my stepmom and he's asking me questions about the tournament and my anxiety is starting to grow. I think, no biggie, you know, we're human, we're on a roller coaster. We go to bed that night, mm -hmm. we're all in different hotel rooms, mm -hmm. get a great night's sleep, and we go to see Caesar compete. Mm -hmm. Early in the morning. Early in the morning. What did you think when we were heading out there? As of like going out there to the trip? Yeah, the jiu-jitsu tournament. I what was going through my head was you're gonna kill it like you had your first tournament here in Orange County Orange County yeah you killed it or you demolished it I did all right you did great I won let's yes. not I won you, you won you got first place yes coming into this one I was uh I don't know I was excited because I, I feel like you've been really training hard I have and been, and I threw out my back a week before. You did. I threw the whole kitchen sink at trying to get well. But then what happened is we went to Caesar's match. Caesar, in his first match, his knee went out of his socket mm -hmm. and went out of place. Mm -hmm. He won the match, but then he was a bit hobbled. Yeah, he was. there was like a slight limp. And there was a slight change in his energy, too. Yeah. The hunger of competition changed a little bit yeah. and we were there for a few hours and how would you describe the energy in a jiu-jitsu tournament there was a lot of testosterone a it lot. was like it was like a it was like war in there like no one was there for fun like everyone was there to win like everyone was well as far as the competitors 
Right. Even the people who were cheering on the competitors, they were like hoping for their the person they were cheering for to <laughs> let's say break the other person down. But right. like yeah, they wanted them to break the other person down. So it was it was hostile. It was it was there's such testosterone and energy and I'm telling I'm even getting anxious just thinking about it. And then we I think we went to lunch somewhere mm-hmm. we went to go eat we ate at some fresh restaurant for greens and what have you mm-hmm. we got to the hotel i'm getting ready tony is capturing is encouraging me because tony wants to take images of me by a swimming pool mm-hmm. which is slightly embarrassing but tony's <laughs> like show them the body yeah. mike you need more photos of, of you shirtless and I'm thinking, gosh, I'm so corny doing this. And there's some other jujitsu guys around the pool, just there one were. or two. And Tony's doing a full-on photo shoot with me. And he's wearing his Lakers jersey shorts. And he's having to hike them up <laughs> so that they don't get wet. But it was so hot that hot. you couldn't step on the ground for more than maybe two or three seconds. Yeah, it was hot. I thought that going on to the swimming pool was going to quell my anxiety Mm. but all of a sudden i felt so emotional yeah when we got back to the hotel so emotional and this is before i even competed yeah it was the weirdest experience where my entire year flashed before me and all of a sudden i'm crying there's tears coming down my face i'm in pain because I've had a, a bit of a hard year around certain areas of my life. and But it's not making sense to me because I'm about to go fight. Why am I so fragile? You know, why, am, why are my emotions getting the best of me? I normally can self-regulate myself a lot, but I was so fucking uncomfortable. I was so uncomfortable. I started questioning, why am I doing this? What is the point? What's the purpose? You know, if I go help someone, I think, okay, the purpose of helping someone is they get well. I'm going to compete really with myself and go against another guy my size, my skill level, who is trying to submit me or to kind of break my will, so to speak. And I just kept having tears coming out of my eyes. It was the weirdest experience and you said all right let's leave mike alone for 10 minutes yeah i think well we were talking for a while yeah uh when you got emotional which definitely caught me off guard because i was like oh like i didn't expect i didn't honestly didn't expect you to get so emotional i didn't either it just started pouring out yeah and one of the things that i said was, was like it's it's normal to feel like this it's normal to get emotional maybe it's just built in and it needs to just be released but my automatic was if I got emotional in front of you guys, like I would definitely love for you guys to like talk to me and make sure I got through it. But then I would just need a moment to pull it to together. myself. Yeah. Like I would just need a moment to be like, all right, cool. Like let me meet you guys downstairs and let me just collect my thoughts. And that's why I was like, let's just leave them alone for like 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got some composure. It was strange. I felt so emotionally dysregulated. And I was grasping, trying to control myself. And so then I'm looking in the mirror. I'm talking to myself. That's not working. 
I do some breathing that helps a little bit. We're heading out. My head professor, Cobrinha from Los Angeles at Alliance at his gym. I said, hey, if you have any tips, I texted to him. He immediately called me on FaceTime, said, you need to find a quiet space in where the tournament is happening and do 30 breaths, you know, and then hold your breath, you know, whole breathing sequence. Then after that, he wanted me to meditate for three to four minutes. And so I did that. I was still emotionally a roller coaster. Now, I didn't realize till later that that is common, that most people who have entered jiu-jitsu tournaments who have ever fought initially have so much adrenaline, anxiety, fear, panic, confusion, and that your personal issues or any issues kind of get magnified. But it was so extreme. And I decided that I suddenly needed to pull myself together. And so I put on Tarzan Boy by Biltmore. Biltmore, I think, is the band. And that kind of is a goofy song for me, like kind of goofy fun. Mm-hmm. So I put that on, I started to feel better. And then all of a sudden, they call your name and you're just head to head with whoever you're competing against. Yeah. And the guy, I when when we hit kind of uh, hands and punched, mm-hmm. I felt his strength. I followed what we were supposed to do. The fight was five minutes long. I ended up winning by points, you know, 2-0. Uh, but I gave everything I had. I squeezed my sponge so much that I literally thought I have nothing else to give. My heart was racing like crazy. And the guy then says to me, if I beat the next guy, we'll fight again. I look forward to fighting you or something along that line. And I was like, how the hell am I going to fight this guy again if he ends up being the other guy? So I talked to Caesar, my coach. I went off to the side. I had to start doing breathing exercises again. I still felt emotional. Mm. And I also didn't know how I was going to get through another match. I'm about to enter my second match. The guy who I competed against the first time destroyed the other guy. Mm. Got him in an arm bar. So the guy tapped because his arm would have been or shoulder dislocated. And me and the other guy are going to fight again. And I I remember saying to Caesar, I don't know how I'm going to do another match. I just feel so beaten down. Here I I, I literally thought I was going through some (laughs) nervous breakdown. And it wasn't even about winning. That was the weird thing. I had no I had no connection to my thoughts and feelings and body. It was as if my body was creating feelings, which was creating thoughts. And normally I've always subscribed to our thoughts create the feelings and then you know, but I just felt out of control. I went back in there. I ended up winning. Mhm. And I ended up, he tapped out with my cross collar choke. You know, he was grabbing my face a little bit, doing some stuff you're not supposed to be doing in jujitsu. And I let out kind of a shrill after I won and hit the mat. Then I did a little bit of a dance, which you're not supposed to do, which I found out afterwards. It just kind of came out of me, this little dance move. But what I, what I realized is I have been too comfortable in life. And... As we get older, 
it becomes harder and harder to push ourselves to get out of our comfort zone. And I'm not talking about going to the gym and doing some cross training class where I'm pushing myself. I'm talking about where I face my fear, where I face my anxiety, not just push myself. And I realized how important it is to grow and evolve by getting fucking uncomfortable. Mm. I was so uncomfortable. I didn't want to be there. When I was competing, I actually didn't want to be there. But I said to myself, I'm going to keep my commitment and I am going to work through feeling uncomfortable. Because if I experience this type of emotion again in my life, I want to be able to handle it. Mm. I can't run away from it. I can't go have someone else fix it. This is my own challenge. This is my own struggle. And even after the match, I was emotional. I talked to Ronnie, uh, you know, my, one of my best friends the next day, and I was telling the story. I was still emotional and crying. I talked to my therapist yesterday about my whole experience, and I was still crying. And it wasn't crying because I was in pain. It was me literally facing parts of myself that I have never faced in my life. And the lesson I learned, the following day I went to an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. Mm. And it was pretty full room, super hot. Sunday morning, my friend was getting a three-year sober cake, so I was there giving him a birthday cake to celebrate. Someone said, hey, here's an open seat. I sat down and I realized I was sandwiched between two other guys and I was a little bit sweaty. Off to the corner, there was another chair that I could have sat in. Mm-hmm. I could have sat in that chair and I would have been a lot more comfortable. However, that chair was not right in front. That chair would have allowed me to be on my telephone, Mm. check text messages. The chair I was currently in, it would be rude for me to be on my phone. And I said to myself, the old mic would have moved to the more comfortable chair, would have kind of not, you know, really stayed in this spot. I was sweating. And I said to myself, Mike, learn how to get uncomfortable. This isn't uncomfortable. You're capable of sitting here and enjoying this moment. You're sweating. Who cares if you're sweating? Why do I care that I'm sweating? What's the big deal? Oh, it's a little hot? Drink some water, Mike. Mm. And I think that is a lesson that I learned from doing this jiu-jitsu tournament is... That level of discomfort was nothing compared to doing the jiu-jitsu tournament. Mm. And by facing that fear in the tournament, I now am applying it to my life and pushing myself to do things that are uncomfortable. Pushing myself to be better. Not because I'm trying to get anyone else to love me more or receive me more. I'm doing it for myself. Because like I said, it is hard to force ourselves to get uncomfortable. But when we get uncomfortable is when the biggest growth happens. It's when we evolve the most. And this year I've been so uncomfortable in so many different areas of my life and I've survived. And the good thing is feelings don't kill us. Mm. Damn. Right? Say that one more time. Feelings don't kill us. You're right. Our thoughts can. Yeah. But feelings... Our th- feelings don't. They're just feelings. And we think that they're never going to end. I was in such turmoil and I still, I'm sure at some point, I realized talking to a bunch of jujitsu competitors who are way more high level than me. 
They said, Mike, that feeling I've experienced so many times. Yeah. That feeling, that panic, you don't know what's going on with your fear. You're, you're so sensitive. You're out of balance. And I now think a friend of mine was calling me a renaissance man, you know, mm -hmm. that I'm, I do a bunch of different things in my life. But I just think it's such a gift that I did not ever think more important than winning first was the ability to face being uncomfortable. Mm. So much more important to me than ever winning a medal is having that ability now to go, I'm really uncomfortable right now, but this discomfort of feelings is okay. I'm safe. Yeah. I don't need to be in fight or flight. So how do you feel now looking back at the, the tournament? Like, do you see now like, okay, cool. Like it's, it's, you're ready for the next one or are you in still of a bit of like a, I still medium. feel, I still feel a bit emotionally unbalanced. Um, I think I would want to do another jujitsu tournament if I'm not operating from ego. Mm. And I, if I enter another jujitsu tournament, the opportunity for me is not because I want to win gold. Of course, that's amazing. Yeah. Before it would have been, I want to get first. What I want to do is face my discomfort. Yeah. I want to face myself. And I want to figure out a way to get comfortable and to have fun, even when I'm uncomfortable. And I think that if I'm able to accomplish that, life is going to be so much more interesting. Mm -hmm. It's going to be creating a lot more opportunities. And that, for me, is more important than any medal. Yeah. And that's the life lesson. And because you were there and Caesar were there and I just, I felt like I had this commitment to compete, but I'm grateful for that. I went through it. Yeah. And, and I just, I've come to realize how little I've allowed myself to get uncomfortable. The risks I take are comfortable risks. Yeah. Risks in a lot of ways aren't real risks. To me now, unless I'm sure you could have a financial risk. Yeah. But this idea of trying to conquer discomfort and uncomfortable feelings and uncomfortable pain. I was in pain. Yeah. You know, I was going to have surgery a few years ago because, you know, herniated discs. And uh, it's funny. I, I emailed Dr. Phil afterwards and I... Um, I'll sometimes, you know, we'll trade emails and I showed him that I won the tournament and I said, but most important to me was that I learned how to face being uncomfortable. Mm. And he said, yeah, he, he said, wow, it's bad. At, he said a bunch of things. And he goes, yeah, it's much easier to sit on a beanbag and eat Cheetos. And I laughed out loud because he's right. Yeah. It's easier most to do that. Will, yeah, of course. Anyone you put, you give a person two options. Hey, chill out, watch a movie, eat some hot Cheetos or just eat some Cheetos or go and enter in a jujitsu tournament and, or just go get uncomfortable. Something that's challenging. Cause I even told you, I'm like, when I watched you do that, I'm like, I couldn't even imagine. Mm. I couldn't even imagine facing some of the guys that I saw the tournament, like knowing that I'm going to go up against them. We're going to like fight Go to war. Yeah. We're practically going to war. And these people, are capable to do some damage. They sure. Break my arm, break my leg.
They can do all kinds of stuff. So I would low key be scared. I mean, that's just me. Like I, I'm, I would just, that's, that's, that's crazy. But well, I, but yeah, like my professor emailed, but to your point, the way I look at it now is not, um, being physically injured was, is not even the, the worry. Mm. Uh, the worry is being able to deal with my fear and anxiety. That you were more afraid of your fear and anxiety than you were breaking an arm. Correct. Wow. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. That's crazy. I was more afraid that I would sabotage myself or that I would back out or that I would shut down yeah. or that I would get emotional while I was fighting. Because with those emotions, with jujitsu, you have to be laser focused. You make a wrong move, you're in a bad position. Mm -hmm. And you run out of breath really quickly if you're not breathing properly. And so I was more worried that my instincts would take over, which would be fight or flight, yeah. instead of myself taking over, which is being in the moment, realizing this isn't fight or flight. Yeah, It's not. You know? Same thing happened you know, when I've gone through a breakup is the emotion becomes really intense. Heartbreak is painful. It's severe. We have to face it. Yeah. We have to face discomfort and there's no way around it except trying to numb it out mm -hmm. and in the right ways. Yeah. But, yeah. but what I'm saying is like numbing it out, you still, I, I almost believe life is going to keep forcing you to face that thing that you've been avoiding over and over and over again mm -hmm. until you die. And you can either face it, get uncomfortable, believe in yourself, believe you can figure it out, or you can try to numb out, avoid it, and it only gets worse. And live with it. Well, life forces you yeah. to work through your shit. And I'm just grateful that I survived it because, yeah. and so much respect for people who do this professionally because the stakes are way higher for them. But, but at the same time, I know the feeling, at least with fighting, if you're fighting professionally, you know your purpose. The reason I'm doing this is because it's my career. For me, I was like, what is my purpose in doing this? And I realized afterwards what the purpose was. So in terms of doing another tournament, I'm not sure. I'm supposed to compete in Worlds. My name is signed up for it. Um, I'm training as if I'm going to do it. But I really just want to check in with myself and see what is the best opportunity for growth, mm. the opportunity to learn, and not do it because I need to get first. Yeah. And the last two competitions, I was really focused on getting first. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I think that I enjoyed less the experience and I want to have fun. You know, everyone's like, have fun. I wasn't having fun. Cause I mean that, yeah, I feel like it's hard to have fun when you're going up against someone who's trying to take you down but imagine imagine if you're so uncomfortable but you can still have fun yeah you know i'm i'm too uh i got champagne problems in my life i'm entitled i'm complaining about things that i shouldn't be complaining about in my opinion and i want to figure out a way to be more present more focused and just more at peace with what is so 
that was my, uh, you know, why, and I'm glad you hopped on this podcast with me because I just wanted to talk about a little bit. So if someone's listening, maybe they can start to face that area that they're uncomfortable, that thing they're terrified about. Mm. You know, if you're terrified of something that's not going to hurt you, yeah, you should probably face it. So do you recommend people to do jujitsu? A thousand percent. You do? I think the best thing someone can do is jujitsu. You don't have to compete. Mm. You don't have to go to classes where guys are trying to submit you or tap you out. You can go for self-defense. You can go for learning how to get more flexible, breathing. And the great thing about jujitsu is you're in the moment. Very few things in life are you ever actually in the moment. Mm. Very few moments in life are you pushing yourself to be at your best, to focus on your breathing. You know, it is, it's a lifestyle that I've become addicted to. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then my other question is, for anyone who feels anxiety the way you felt it or who feels emotions just built up, like what else would you recommend for them to do outside of, you know, what you did, which is breathing and whatnot? Like what would you recommend to someone who their emotions just get a hold of them and they start breaking down and they start crying? What would you recommend? Well, I think I think we all struggle from time to time with emotional dysregulation in different events. We all are built differently. Certain events affect us all differently. Mm. But I think it's um being around people you trust and you feel safe with, asking for what you need. Obviously, exercising is very helpful for anxiety or emotional dysregulation. Talking to a therapist, going to a psychiatrist, talking to a doctor, talking to people that are safe. If your parents are triggering, don't talk to your parents. Mm. It just makes it worse. It's going to bring up your childhood issues. So, you know, there's... um, And there's sometimes to realize... It's okay to feel emotional. Yeah. It's okay to be on an emotional roller coaster sometimes. And sometimes that's our way of working out the problem and getting to the other side. All right. So, uh, Tony, thank you for. Uh... Oh, and also, one more thing that I did is I, it's pretty funny. So, you know, I spent all that time doing that animation about a cloud and mm-hmm. I posted on my social media. And at first, I thought to myself, Oh, I hope this performs well. I put so much time and energy into it. I put it on my Facebook and my Instagram. And it looks as if it's something really easy to do. But to write a story, choose characters, work with an animator, come out with it, it's difficult. And what I realized, I there was a part of me that was hoping that, oh, I hope this performs well. And the reality is since doing this jujitsu tournament, I don't give a shit if it performs well. Mm. I like what I did. And, and again, somehow this has come from me facing myself, my ego, what's important. And so I'm going to put out another video. This time it's going to be in Portuguese and me, you know, trying to do it in Portuguese. And I don't care if it performs. And that's such a relief today mm. to not care if people are going to like me or not. Yeah. Or resonate with what I put out. It's, it's Be Ourselves. Wrote a book called Be Your Best Self, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and I appreciate you going with me. And um, as I told you, you're just really helpful, really encouraging, really professional. 
love you. We've remained friends even after this podcast mm -hmm. and you working with me. So um, until next time, we'll keep it magical.